Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Mayo, and I am the lackadaisical Liber Cuber. It's been a while. Like the song Stayed, from the band Stayed, rather. What was that song called? Was it called Been a While? It's been a while. You know the one I'm talking about. Especially those of you, which, if you are a listener to this, as rare as that might be, first of all, thank you, I love you. Uh, second of all, I feel like the possibility exists that you would be someone who... Uh, also, or rather often, would prefer listening to the podcast Comedy Bang Bang, which I would recommend as a good one. A good one. I've spoken of it very highly on this. I don't really talk about podcasts on here as much as I used to, I feel like. Probably because, you know, working in the office uh, five days a week usually, in the before times I'm talking, of course. Although towards the end of the before times, I was like three days in the office usually so you know but there was a time where it was five days in the office eight hours a day uh, where for the entirety of that eight hours just about i would listen to podcasts not only that i'd listen to them at uh, full-time speed and of course the coming and going to and from work so we're talking like i'll just say eight to keep it, you know, including drive, even though drive was an hour total there and back, you know, not an hour there and an hour back, an hour total. So we'll just say eight because, you know, there was, you know, the odd meeting here and there. Uh, Let me break up my calculator because I'm not good at math. Uh, So eight times five, yes, 40, and then times two, for two times speed. So I was listening to like 80 hours of podcast a week. Probably more because then when I'm at home, it's not like I'm constantly listening to podcasts while at home. But, you know, when I'm doing, you know, making myself something to eat, say, those definitely those transition or uh, periods or like uh, chore periods. So a shit ton. Whereas now, in the office one day a week and usually uh, doing things or not usually, but often doing things that require more poten- uh, more attention and also in a much smaller office, meaning it's not a cubicle farm. So there's uh, some more, you know, interaction with other human beings as much as I just like that, of course. <laughs> uh, all right. So, you know, a shit ton less. So maybe that explains why I don't talk about them as much. Maybe we'll do a little, uh, little looky-see because I don't have too, too much. Uh, in terms of media consumed uh, in this particular episode, we're finally going to do a little bit of a little bit of look at YouTube, though. So uh, I'm excited about that. I've been sort of waiting for uh, an episode where I don't have much. Like I've only got one, two, th- I've only got four movies and one other thing. So we'll uh, we'll end with some YouTubes potentially. Okay. So first and foremost, maybe is Dimension Twenty: A Crown of Candy. What is, what do those words mean <laughs> that I just said? So Dimension 20 is a, uh, a f- podcast, uh, D&D podcast, uh, series. Yeah, that's kind of accurate, kind of accurate. Um, the specific campaign that I'm here to talk about was called A Crown of Candy. And I should say that I... 
It says five seasons. Wait, how is that possible? I thought there was only one season. Oh, it is season five. Yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, so I watched either the first episode or two on YouTube before realizing that not all episodes were available on YouTube. Uh, and when I found that, I was very disappointed. And it meant I had to decide whether or not to uh, buy uh, Dropout TV, which is, you know, it's akin to your your Netflixes, your, well, not Tubi's. I was going to say Tubi, but Tubi's free. Uh, it is another subscription service that I've decided to pay for. Yes, yes, I know. As much as I try not to do that, because I'm nearing the amount that I used to pay for cable, as we have all probably noticed that has happened, uh, uh, this one I definitely felt was worth it because of uh, what happens on this service. Things that are, are literally unavailable anywhere else, uh, including Brennan Lee Mugg Mulligan, Mulligan, uh, uh, playing uh, D&D, uh, DMing games, as it were. And after seeing him uh, do uh, uh, take over for Matt Mercer for that uh, campaign, shoot, what was that? Was that Alexandria Unlimited? What was it called? Anyways, after seeing him uh, uh, take over that and how just amazingly blown away I was by that, uh, I decided it was a was an easy call. And I'm uh, sort of working my way through uh, with the first being, uh, uh, the, the first series I, I decided to hop into was this Crown of Candy, uh, as uh, I already had a, a, I actually started from the beginning because it was a little while ago that I watched on YouTube the, uh, the one or two episodes. And I got to say, amazing. Yeah, as I knew it would be. Um, so he did something interesting here, and it's a very... Uh, I don't know, it's a very up-my-alley uh, 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 juxtaposition, meaning taking like a very serious story, a lot of things that I don't normally enjoy in D&D, &D, which is political intrigue. Now, he didn't focus a great amount on that. It was more just sort of present and in, in the background, which is where I feel like it should be, just because I'm often bored by that sort of stuff. Um, so, so that sort of dark grittiness. And then it's taking place in, uh, you know, Candyland, basically. Uh, not officially Candyland, of course, because that would be some sort of trademark thing, I'm sure. However, in a land where everything and everyone is made out of foods and the foods are uh, sort of divvied up into various nations you got your candy nation you got your fruits your veg your uh, 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 dairy meats huh? and, and all of these nations are sort of vying for control kind of sort of kind of sort of some are good some are evil perhaps who's to say in this crazy topsy-turvy world where um, a lot happened and a lot interesting happened and the interactions among these candy peoples somehow, some way, despite all the things I'm saying, uh, by the end, you're going to care what happens to them. So, uh, you know, easy, easy for me to give a five out of five. Yeah, there you go. Recommend. Um, I did look in terms of Dropout, D, uh, Dropout TV and Dimension 20 uh, in particular, I guess, um, you know, watch orders. And I think what I'm just going to do is... Uh, no, I didn't do that because I moved on to Fantasy High, which might not have been first. Yeah, I'm just sort of jumping around here and there. 
I think maybe what I will do after I finish season uh, campaign two of Fantasy High, I'm, I'm like one or two episodes in, um, is watch the rest chronologically uh, in terms of how they were released. Yeah, that's that's uh, I find that's often a good default if you can't find, which I did look online, uh, good watch orders. Um, this has kind of sort of kind of sort of a little I think in common with the Discworld series in that certain campaigns are sort of interconnected more than others. So uh, there is potentially logic where I could watch, you know, uh, things that are sort of uh, loosely connected or, or like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think chronologically is probably how I'm going to do it. <clears throat> uh, I don't know if, no, it's not. Okay, let's move on to movies. They're just like tweets. Movie the first, The Black Phone. Of course I watch this because of the messes. Yes, she loves a horror film. Uh, it was very good. Yeah, I was actually, I kind of went into it after seeing, uh, you know, the, the trailer I think I watched and hearing bits and pieces. I didn't go in with huge expectations. I thought it was going to fall more into, and you know, feel free to tell me if this makes sense, uh, fall more into the thriller uh, genre than the horror genre. And to me, thrillers are very infrequently thrilling, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, but, but this, uh, definitely took a turn and surprised me in some ways. And, uh, longtime listeners, again, if such a person exists, I love you. Uh, will know that movies where I don't know what is going to happen. I mean, kind of did in this one, I guess, uh, quite often end up giving, uh, uh, higher marks than, you know, predictable ones. Even if a predictable movie is exciting, a unexciting, unpredictable movie, I feel like I would enjoy more on a, on a, maybe it's on a deeper level. Yeah. I was going to say that sounds a little, uh, uh, snobby. Is that the word? There's a word I'm looking for. That sort of means snobby. Uh, a little snobby that, uh, uh, I, I said, uh, that I said that, but still, yeah, but still after being abducted by a child killer and locked, I don't know why I laughed at that really shouldn't a child killer and locked in a soundproof basement. A 13 year old boy starts receiving calls on a disconnected phone from the killer's previous victims. Oh, supernaturally stuff. Which was cool. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, the, the mask that uh, Ethan Hawke wears in this, for sure, are, I bet we're going to see a lot of, like, cosplays and such. Um, so, you know, that's something. Rating-wise... Jeez, do I go with four? If it's not a four, it's goddamn close to a four. Let me say that. Uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, recommend, especially if... Uh, thriller supernaturally killer uh, uh kids uh, winning in the end i guess other than the dead ones if that appeals you might enjoy the black phone moving on to from 2021 licorice pizza ew 
And they say pineapple pizza is gross. Some people, although I like it, salty sweet. Come on, what are you talking about? Ridiculous. The story of Alana Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around and going through the treacherous treacherous navigation of first love in the Sandern, San Fernando. Oh my God. <clears throat> All right, take two. The story of Alana Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around, and going through the treacherous treacherous navigation of first love in the San Fernando Valley 1973. Treacherous. Treacherous. Treacherous is a word that is apparently not simple for me to say. Uh, yeah, sort of a, a coming of age. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, age difference between these two is somewhat somewhat substantial, I suppose, especially as the uh, the boy at least when the movie starts, is only 15 years old. And the girl is like 20-something. So, you know, that's not ideal, I suppose. Shouldn't do that. Uh, however, you can sort of get the sense that there is a love developing between these two, which we see grow and flourish and wilter. Wilt? Yeah. <laughs> uh, instead of wilt, I said wilter. I don't, I don't think that's a word, but maybe it should be. Um, and there's sort of an interesting thing about their love that we see on screen here in that it's not always, it's like, it's not always reciprocated by the other person and sometimes feels for lack of a better term, parasitic, which is interesting. Um, and not at all healthy, which is interesting. I like it and I liked the movie uh definitely um has the sort of dark comedy vibes like there's gonna be some laughs but it's also gonna be very real at times and uh I feel like I've you know I don't want to say a third time mentioned the long-term listener but we'll know mm -hmm. that uh I, I do enjoy a dark comedy which I believe this would fall yeah comedy drama uh, according to IMDb romance. Yeah, that's, that's a part of it for sure. Uh, the, the combination of comedy and drama, I feel is they could just, you know, put them into one and just call that life because that is what life is. It is hilariously depressing. Yay. Licorice pizza gets from me a four and change. Not quite a five, not quite a five, but good. Uh, some, uh, highlights were Tom Waits. I wasn't expecting to see him and, oh shoot. Yeah. Who the hell was that? Oh, maybe is he uncredited? <laughs> I'm not seeing him here. I forget. And I forget who I'm talking about. Anyways, moving on to from 2022 Thor colon love and thunder. Ah, oh, finally saw this thing. Yeah. Did people not like this one? I don't know. It's hard to keep track with. Uh, comic book superhero type of movies which ones people like and which ones people don't like and to be honest with you I kind of don't pay attention to that I usually just have a sort of general mm, somewhat enjoyment of all of them yeah like none of them I hate I, I reserve my hate for uh, you know things that are very hateful and superhero movies quite often don't or ever fall into that category. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Valkyrie Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, he was he was an interesting character who intends to make the gods extinct. 
one thing I wonder duh, about this, and uh, I suppose there's like tactical reasons as well, because uh, uh, Gore the God Butcher seemed to be pretty smart and tactical in terms of, you know, fighting and such. Um, there exist, apparently, I don't know if this is from this movie or something that uh, existed in the comics as well, but like a city where all the immortals go, where all the gods just sort of hang out, occasionally have orgies, apparently. So, why wouldn't Gore the God Butcher go there? Just like really get his God Butchering on in, a, in an entire city full of gods, right? But I guess, yeah, maybe the, 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 the tacticalness of he just goes there and is immediately killed, maybe. I don't know. He seemed pretty powerful. Uh, but then and there was also that uh, a lot of it resolved around uh, getting Thor and uh, team to his realm where he is more powerful. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just it's dumb. It's fun. Uh, Natalie Portman, Portman, love, you know, I'm, I'm of an age where Natalie Portman, come on. Come on now. Russell Crowe is Zeus. Actually, that was, that was good. Idris Elba make a brief appearance. Yes. Karen Gillian, who I've met, which was always a delight. A brief appearance at the beginning. We get some Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Kat Dennings. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Christian Bale is gore. Yeah, uh, I thought he was good. Yeah, no, he, the, does that, uh, the, 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 the creepiness... With a sort of a, a dark, sad backstory. Yeah, it's, it was an interesting combo, I suppose. Why not? Uh, Rating-wise... Three and change. Uh, and three, for me, is enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. And the possibility exists that uh, somewhere in the far distant future, I get a hankering to rewatch all the Thor movies. You know what? Uh, here's I'm an old man. And uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, he passes away. And it's very sad. And sometimes when someone who I've enjoyed their work passes away, what I do is watch a bunch of their movies to just sort of, you know, uh, enjoy their past works and revel in that sadness a bit, perhaps. Who's to say? So, when he dies... Fuck, I'll be dead before he is. He's like, you know, young and healthy. Although he's older than me. Anyways... Uh, maybe that's when I'll rewatch them. So that's why it gets three and change. You see what I've done here? Moving on to, speaking of rewatching things, nice segue. Woodstock from 1970. Oscar winning musical chronicle that brilliantly captures the three day rock concert and celebration of peace and love that became a capstone of the 60s. Very cool. Uh, yeah, speaking of rewatch, because uh, this is a uh, movie that I rewatch every year or two. Yeah, uh, and did so uh, with a friend, actually, who had uh, never seen it. Uh, the missus and I uh, have a friend who will occasionally come over and uh, we will subject her to movies she hasn't seen. <laughs> what was the, the one that... Uh, oh, Willow. <laughs> no, not Willow, Willow. Um, oh, shoot. I can't believe I'm, uh, a uh, uh, labyrinth, labyrinth. Okay. You could kind of see where, where my mistake was there. Willow labyrinth. There's some similarities. Um, yeah, we, we didn't make her like what I do is 
although I didn't this time, to be fair, is pick three or four movies when we know she's coming over and uh, send them to her and say, okay, uh, do any of these appeal to watch? And then uh, inevitably she will uh, pick one and we'll watch it. Hey, there you go. Um, this time, uh, because I wanted to watch this, uh, it, uh, enough time had passed that uh, a rewatching was imminent. Um, what was I saying? Oh, shoot. I got my Discord open and something just popped up and distracted me. Okay, Discord is now closed. Um, oh, shit. Train of thought totally derailed. Okay, anyways. Uh, does anyone else... Uh, I was talking about this too, I think the missus the other day. I have like in my brain for every single movie I watch a timer counting down and that timer indicates when I am ready to rewatch that movie. Uh, for some movies, the timer is a billion years. <laughs> I just will never rewatch it for some like Woodstock. It's every 36 months, you know, like somehow, some way it's just in there and one day it'll flip over and in my brain, I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, I do want to rewatch that. Um, yeah, uh, she's a uh, uh, she's a little younger, our friend, and uh, uh, it was it, it's fun to sort of expose her to these things that she has you know zero experience with. And the labyrinth in particular was fun because it's an insane movie. Uh, if you are someone uh, younger who hasn't seen a movie, I, I feel there was maybe not movies like the labyrinth but you know somewhat similar fantasy movies of that era just in their weirdness willow obviously that's sort of top of mind um and then uh, uh, sort of seeing it through their eyes and the craziness therein the amount of uh, singing and dancing for example which i didn't remember was quite that amount uh uh you know that's fun uh, she enjoyed this, but when, uh, asked, you know, what did you think? Her voice went so high when she gave the answer that, uh, I have to assume she was lying when she said she liked it. She, uh, was very persuasive that she didn't, uh, mean her voice to go that high, but, uh, it was pretty funny as well. So Woodstock, what I was curious about, and I think is the case after watching it with this with this person is if you don't like this music which i, I don't know if the the music of this time is up her alley necessarily um can you watch this and still find enjoyment i think so just because it's such an interesting time and we do get to see a lot of behind the scenes stuff that being said there are musical acts over the course of this three-plus-hour film that I am not a huge fan of, and, you know, sometimes I'll skip those parts a little bit, a little bit. So, you know, who's to say? Who's to say? Not I. Okay, let's move on to, oh, yeah, uh, rating 5 out of 5. Yeah, I love it. It's one of the few things. My, the, the clock for the rewatching of Woodstock is a lot shorter than other clocks, let's say. Let's say. Okay, so let's move on to some YouTube stuff. All I'm going to do is open my uh, playlist for October 1st. Um, every week I have a playlist with uh, named after the Saturday of that week. Yeah, not too exciting. <clears throat> 
Okay, so first thing on the playlist is uh, my long play. Yeah, uh, the Librarian, A Cataclysm, Dark Days Ahead, RP, Long Play, Episode 9. Interesting. How many views do we got on this, baby? Let's have a look. 19 views. Eh, you know, not too bad. Uh, no comments. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We're up to 56 subscribers on the old channel there. Uh, yeah, so that's basically just the, I don't know if I've mentioned or plugged those in a bit, uh, I've been doing, and I'm actually going to record one tomorrow, uh, long plays, meaning, play a game, started with Skyrim, which was perfect, currently playing Fallout New Vegas, which is also going very well, I feel like, um, where I'm RPing, role-playing, my way through these games as a, a character called The Librarian. Just sort of a, a super, uh, you know, uh, intelligent, charismatic, uh, just on the search for relaxation, uh, finding himself in these ridiculous situations where he just wants to just chill out, man. Get some of that peace and love from Woodstock and just, uh, you know, let's let flow what may. Yeah. Um, and that's been a lot of fun. Uh, the Cataclysm Dark Days Ahead ones, I think there's 11 episodes of those. Uh, so getting near the end. Not my favorite, to be honest. Uh, in terms of, I had some technical issues. Um, hard to roleplay uh, compared to other games. Definitely, uh, definitely that was a challenge, so the roleplay was lighter. Um, yeah, whereas with uh, Skyrim, I actually watched <laughs> my own episodes. These ones try to, and, you know, check out bits and pieces from every episode. But overall, uh, not my favorite. <laughs> Which is interesting, because the Cataclysm Dark Days Ahead series has probably four times, with the exception of one episode, I think, uh, the uh, average number of viewers than the Skyrim ones, despite the fact that I think the Skyrim ones are better. So, you know, you never know with YouTube. And uh, it's, it's just fun to do things on the internet, and I kind of try, and I think mostly always succeed, to be honest, uh, to not care about uh, views and such like. So, uh, as this podcast is also made obvious. Huh? Uh, all right, so moving on to, uh, okay, we got one from Emeru here, who uh, I've, I've turned into even more of a fan of, especially after watching how she has handled all this Twitch drama stuff, which I was actually telling the missus, because she's, you know, she's a real housewife watcher. She loves uh, drama. Uh, so I, I had to mention to her all the, uh, the the sort of craziness going on in the land of Twitch now. Um so, you know, if, if listening to this, you don't know what's going on, and just tip your toe. Do a, do, do a Google search of Twitch drama and see some of the, the just... I'm not going to get into it, but uh, I will say it exists, and some of it fucked up. Fucked up. But uh, seeing uh, Emeru sort of uh, weather her way through it uh, has been, you know, uh, not only interesting, but uh, made me more of a fan. Yeah, she's just... Uh, uh, the type of person I like to watch, uh, seemingly real. <laughs> I always want to put the word seemingly because, you know, a, a, a healthy dose of, uh, skepticism <laughs> that anyone on the internet is real, I, th I think is, well, healthy. Uh, but she does feel, uh, feel like a real normal person, uh, with a, you know, a little weird, which I like. And I like 
Sure. Check out Emero. Five out of five. <laughs> I don't normally rate internet stuff, but there you go. Uh, we got some Funhouse still. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, nearing the end of Deadly Premonition. So, uh, Alana Pierce has been coming to Funhouse for what feels like years now. Um, <laughs> has been playing a game called Deadly Premonition, which is a game I knew about and I've seen, you know, sort of bits and pieces over the year. But it also looks insane. Very Twin Peaks, sort of famously. Um, and they've been playing their way through it. Uh, it will be Jacob playing uh, uh, Alana there because it's her favorite game. Uh, Ryan and Elise. I think it's always Ryan and Elise. Maybe there's been the odd episode where somebody hasn't been there. Uh, uh, whatever. Uh, it, definitely a good series to watch. Just people sitting around playing a, a strange video game, shooting the shit. A lot of the talk, like a podcast, uh, a lot of the talk does not necessarily revolve around what is happening. For example, you know, you watch uh, How Did This Get Made, where they're there to, no, you know, I'll give you the prime example, uh, Doughboys. You uh, listen to a Doughboys podcast, the podcast about chain restaurants, where of the two-hour-long podcast, 40 minutes is devoted to the chain restaurant talk. The rest is just fucking bullshit, and that is what I love, and that is why this is a good series. Uh-huh. Uh, man shorts. Yes. Doing that. Uh, there's been some really good ones there. Uh, Adam Savage tested loving these as usual. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if I'm going to see anything new. Like these are all things that I have been watching for a long time. Adam Savage tested, um, started to move those a little bit more towards, uh, uh late night sort of before bed calming ones. They're, they're good for that. Uh, spoon kid friggin' loving spoon kid. Uh, definitely one of my new faves, uh, have gone back into his archive and sort of, it's reached the point now where I'm like so far back that I, uh, I could see the end. <laughs> and the thing about going back into people's archives is quite often, and I think I've found this with Spoon Kid and Wiljum as well, which are the two main, uh, Rust people I watch. Rust, of course, being a video game that I'm currently playing. Uh, which I suppose, I think I talked about last episode. Anyways, uh, is the further you go back in their archives is quite often they're not as good. <laughs> like older episodes are not as good, which, you know, totally, uh, totally makes sense. They're sort of learning their craft, getting that 10,000 hours in, right? So makes sense that uh, the newer ones they're putting out are just better in a lot of ways I have found. So, uh, it, it's interesting too, because they're still releasing things, you know, uh, one or two a week, probably maybe more, uh, videos that is, I think spoon kids a little more prolific than will Jim, but, uh, will Jim also probably puts uh, definitely actually, uh, puts in more editing, I would say. Hmm. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Uh, like one thing he does, and I think it's maybe sort of famous for, I feel like, is uh, he will do like a compilation of, um, I guess if you never play the game, this might not make sense, uh, mining nodes, <laughs> basically just hitting rocks with a pickaxe. So he'll do a compilation of him doing that, but then uh, match up the wax of the pickaxe on the stone to a song. So uh, it'll sort of be like providing the beat and that sort of editing, you know, that takes time. Um, but uh, I think it's worth it. It's it's always cool to see one of those. 
Uh, his are more relaxing, Spoon Kid more funny, so you're getting a good spectrum there, which also sort of demonstrates uh, the different ways you can play Rust. Like, uh, there's the way Wiljim plays, there's the way Spoon Kid plays. I play completely different than both of them. Uh, a lot of a lot of different ways you can play that. Uh, okay, so moving on to yeah, I've got the old the odd other uh, Rust person sort of peppered in just because they get thrown up in your recommendations if you you start watching this sort of stuff. And there's there there's some fine ones as well. Uh, watching some uh, <laughs> yeah uh, on a similar uh, Twitch note, uh, watching some uh, Bonnie and S fan, which uh, it, it's it's I don't know it, it's just yeah why do i like it <laughs> i don't know it's probably one of the same reasons that uh people like what the missus for example like a real housewives seeing that uh reality although real housewives that does not feel real whereas this does more because i think it's just seeing the actual real interactions of people whereas that feels a lot more fake let's say uh, and, and this is a lot more wholesome than it is, uh, you know, I, I don't think anyone has ever described a Real Housewives show as wholesome. So, so there you go. Uh, yep, yeah, we get some Penguin Z, of course, Funhouse, J-Slat, S-Fan. Uh, oh yeah, I never watched that one. Oh, okay, you know what, I'm going to open that. <laughs> uh, I just noticed a video that I skipped for some reason. The one it's uh, ten resourceful Fallout seventy six camp locations. I wish I knew sooner. Doesn't sound very interesting, probably to most. But uh, I've been thinking lately of getting back into Fallout seventy six. So I thought maybe that would pique my interest again. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Well, here's a new one. Uh, a, a new subscription I have just added to the repertoire. Uh, APL Fisher. He's a streamer who uh, quite often streams with Sark. Uh, so uh, the fact that Sark appears in a lot of his videos, you know, hey, sign me up. Uh, and also because I do subscribe to Sark on YouTube, but he doesn't uh, post a great amount of videos. So this is a, a, a perfect, a perfect. And also he's, you know what, I, I, I've sort of done a little more deep dive into APL Fisher, whereas normally I had just sort of seen him in either Bruce's streams or Sark's streams, but now focusing a little more on his uh, his work and his solo work, and I've got to say, he's very funny, yeah. I uh, watched him play that scary uh, uh, what the hell's that game? The one with uh, where you do like autopsies, but like the place is haunted, whatever that game's called. I uh, watched him play that, and <laughs> for like a like a like a big dude, he can really scream very in a very high pitched voice. It's a it's a delight to watch. Uh, many lulls, many lulls. Yeah, uh, just a, a seemingly again a, a real nice, uh, funny dude. Hey, period. What more do you need? Uh, okay, uh, continuing on, still doing Critical Role. Yes, of course. Um, I should maybe at some point add uh, a talk about Critical Role. Yeah, maybe I'll add that to a future episode. Just because we're at, uh, you know, uh, Campaign 3, Episode 35 as of now. Um, and a lot has happened, especially in the last two, three episodes. Jesus Christ, there was one episode. Okay, well, let me just say this, and I'm going to I'm gonna not spoil it, because it wasn't 
exactly spoiled for me. Um, one day, you know, just searching around, you know, doing the uh, the social medias, having a boo, and on Twitter, uh, which is uh, usually pretty good about this because most people, most nice people, will mark uh, tweets critical role spoilers. Um, and what you can do, and what I have done, is you can have it so that you don't see any of those. You sort of go into, I forget where it is, it doesn't really matter, you go into the settings, and then uh, anything that has the hashtag critical role spoilers, you won't see in your feed. So that's great for, you guessed it, avoiding critical role spoilers. However, sometimes some little tidbits leak through. Um, usually they're subtle, but uh, uh, this week... I kept seeing things like, it's okay, everyone, just take some time to, uh, uh, you know, sort of relax. Uh, we, we, we've all been through a lot. Uh, we are people at a table who uh, love and trust one another. Don't worry about it. So, so, you know, not spoilers of what happened, just that fucking something happened. So uh, I used my old uh, Prime sub. Uh, normally I just watch them on YouTube on the, the Monday and then, like, through the week. Uh, but I used my Prime sub to uh, subscribe to their Twitch channel and uh, went and watched them there. And Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm glad I did because I wouldn't have watched things spoiled. But just some of the craziest shit in an episode that I remember in a long time. And, uh, you know, great storytelling. Um, if you have never experienced Critical Role yourself, which is a, you know, a distinct possibility of anyone listening to this, I suppose, um, something that I tell people in your same position is that um, what I, this, when I started to dip my toe into this world, uh, you know, doing some research on where to start, uh, it was recommended in a few places that you start with campaign two. Uh, I don't regret that in the slightest. In fact, I'm glad I did because I started with campaign two and just sort of fell in love with, uh, you know, these people and these stories, uh, and then went back and started at the beginning of campaign one and not dissimilar to, you know, spoon kid and Wiljum, uh, you can really see the progression these people have made because it's not that I disliked it necessarily. It's just that, uh, the first of a campaign, uh, I only got maybe 40 or I don't know this sounds like a lot. I got like 40 or 50 episodes in. Uh, before I just sort of, and not even consciously, just sort of unconsciously fell away and just kind of stopped watching it, to be honest. So uh, I, I know that means I'm missing things and uh, occasional things will pop up from this campaign, a campaign that people love, you know, probably people that love more than the second campaign. Um, so, you know, I, I do wish I had the, the fortitude <laughs> to go through and, uh, uh, you know, sort of pick it back up, but I don't think I do. And that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I've, uh, seen the odd Billy on the street every once in a while pop up lately, which I like. Uh, we get some Michael Reeves, which is fun. Him and, uh, Lilu, uh, or Lilu. Oh my God. Lily, <laughs> Lilu, isn't that the girl from uh, Fifth Element? Multipass. I'm looking at my multipass right now as I said that because once in, uh, remember loot crates? I used to do loot crates sometimes, and, and one of them was a multipass. That's pretty cool. Anyways, uh, yeah, watching uh, uh, Michael and Lily, not dissimilar to watching uh, Svond and Bonnie, just, you know. I don't know. It's it's just very wholesome feeling. 
very wholesome. Uh, Taskmaster, yeah, we're getting some clips from that as season 14 starts uh, to drop. Watched the first episode yesterday, I will see, and goddamn love it. Dara O'Breen. Dara? Dara? O'Breen. So good. So glad he's in there. Um, okay, we got some J-Schlatt, Escapist, of course. Oh yeah, zero punctuation. Zero punctuation gotta be one of, if not the things the the internet-y things that i've been talking about on this podcast since 2012 just because you know going through this list a lot of this new things s-fan spoon kid uh bruce green by himself uh, you know stuff like that however zero punctuation been around since it's been around since before you know can i find out zero punctuation wiki uh, oh, <laughs> okay. Zero punctuation wiki. Oh no, I want the actual Wikipedia. Okay, number of episodes seven hundred plus two thousand seven. Yeah, okay. So I've been going for a long time. Needless to say, whoop. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, whatever. Uh, Point Crow, yeah. Adam Savage, Weldrum, Graham Norton Show, yeah, Lee Mack on the Graham Norton Show, perfect. Headgum Podcast, always good. I think I'm getting near the end here. So this is all just from one playlist, basically, yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, it, basically. Folks, I, I think that's uh, the end of the episode. We've done it. Other things to say? No, I guess that's it. Uh, other than, you know, what, what don't I try and fail as I have innumerable times to get a little audience participation. If you want me to, uh, you know, uh, consume a media of some sort that you think I might like, why not let me know? You can do so to uh, Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. That's probably the easiest way. Uh, you know, I should see it as long as you got me. I don't, I'm not getting at it every day. Uh, and uh, maybe we'll do that. Uh, maybe uh, throw in a little why you like this media and uh, we'll talk about it on the podcast. Hey, there you go. There we go. Oh, sh should I talk about that? Okay, well, I'll just throw in a tease for something called Practical Heroes. Oh, what is this, you say? Well, it is a D&D actual play podcast. Why would I mention it? Because... I will be joining the cast. Yay! Exciting D&D stuff. Yeah, so uh, we're going to be streaming on um, two Saturdays a month. Uh, it will also be a podcast. So uh, once that has gotten going and uh, an episode or two has dropped, I'll bring it back here. Uh, you'll be able to find uh, this podcast, that podcast, my long plays, anything really that I do on the internet uh, on my website, anerdywebsite.com. Hey, congratulations. Oh, let me throw, let me end with a bad news. Should I end with a bad news? Nah, no. Not my style. What is my style? Well, segue is to say that it's nice to be nice to the nice. Whoops. That's...